Welcome to Stepping Through the Old Testament. My name is Nigel Carson and today is episode 9, Stepping Through Ruth. The book of Ruth follows the book of Judges and both were written during the same time period. Judges covers the whole of Israel, but the book of Ruth covers just one small town. Judges spans over 300 years, while Ruth is just one generation. Ruth is only four chapters long. The first two chapters are about two women who have a deep bond and loyalty. The second two chapters speak about the influence of two important men who hold the welfare of a broken and destitute family in their hands. The book of Ruth deals poignantly with a mother-in-law's loss. It also shows how a daughter-in-law's loyalty is deeply rewarded and it portrays a man as deeply honourable as he takes up the responsibility of being a kinsman redeemer. The book of Ruth is a beautiful story of loyalty, love, commitment, and it contains a deeply emotional account of two people who stood up to care for a widow woman called Naomi in her hour of need. As a result, God honours her daughter-in-law Ruth and their kinsman redeemer called Boaz and they end up becoming the great-grandparents of King David and ultimately part of the lineage of Jesus. Chapter 1 of Ruth sets the scene and centres on the misfortunes of a woman called Naomi. The story begins with a famine in Israel which caused a family to leave for Moab. Naomi and her husband travelled east across the hills on the far side of the Dead Sea to the land of Moab. As time passed, their two sons married two Moabite women. But things go from bad to worse as first of all Naomi's husband dies and then over the next ten years her two sons also die. Chapter 1 verse 5 records a sad, emotional and deeply moving statement. It simply says and Naomi was left without her two sons and her husband. I think we could easily miss the sense of tragedy behind this verse if we don't pause for a moment to reflect on it. Just imagine, the deep sense of loss, pain and utter hopelessness felt by a lonely, grieving and ageing woman, now living in a foreign country with none of her family around her. In those days, a widow's future was often bleak and ended up in poverty and destitution. Naomi now decides to return to Judah, back to her homeland and to her relatives. Unfortunately, as a result of this crisis, Naomi became bitter in her soul due to the hardship and pain she experienced. Her name Naomi actually means pleasure but by the time she returns to Israel and the village of Bethlehem, it seems that people had trouble recognising her. Hardship and pain can sometimes age us beyond our years. Naomi now asks people to call her Mara, which means bitter. Chapter 1, verses 20 and 21 is a confession of how she felt in her heart, and I quote, Don't call me Naomi, she told them. Call me Mara, because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. 
I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Naomi had encouraged her two daughters-in-law to stay in Moab, knowing that returning to Judah would mean little or no prospect of remarrying, as the men of Judah were not likely to marry outside their tribes. One of their daughters-in-law, called Orpha, agreed, went back to Moab and is never heard of again. Ruth, her other daughter-in-law, we are told, clung to Naomi and refused to leave her side. Ruth is a woman with a beautiful character. She was full of humility and yet she had boldness. She not only chose to stay with Naomi, but also chose Naomi's people, Naomi's country and Naomi's God. Ruth was a woman of faith, but she was also a woman of action. And in chapter 2 we are told that Ruth went out to the fields to pick up or glean any leftover grain from the harvest in order to provide food for herself and Naomi. It was common for the poor to be allowed to collect any grain remaining in the field after harvest, and the Bible tells us that Ruth happened upon a field belonging to Boaz. When Boaz learned who Ruth was, he instructed his workers to make sure that they purposefully left extra stalks in the ground for her to gather. There are two customs in the book of Ruth that we need to know about in order to understand the remainder of the story. The first is the custom of the Leverite marriage as found in Leviticus chapter 25. The Leverite law stated that if a woman's husband died before they had a son, her husband's brother was to marry and give her a son. The son born of this union would then carry the family name of the deceased person so that they could carry on their family line and retain any inheritance or property. Ruth at one stage had been married to someone who owned property in Bethlehem, but now she has neither husband nor son as she now lives in the land of Judah. A relative could now be put under obligation to marry her give her a son to keep her husband's name and retain any property that could be re-inherited in the Jubilee year. In the year of Jubilee, which took place every 50 years, all the property that had been lost through debt or absence was returned to the original family that owned it. And so the second half of the Book of Ruth centres around this tradition of the kinsman redeemer known in the Hebrew language as a goel. The second custom we need to understand was a social custom. A girl could not propose marriage to a man in those days, but she was free to indicate who she'd like to be married to. One way to do this was to warm the man's feet. In chapter 3 of Ruth, we see that Naomi instructs Ruth to watch where Boaz falls asleep at the threshing floor and then she was to lie at his feet and keep them warm. Naomi had obviously explained to Ruth that Boaz was a close relative who could perform the Leverite marriage in order to redeem the family's lost land. Boaz could be Ruth's kinsman redeemer or Goel. So when Ruth lay at Boaz's feet and covered them with her cloak she was indicating that she would like to be married to him. 
Boaz, we are told, woke during the night with a startle and realised there was a woman lying at his feet. He immediately knew the significance of Ruth's action and his first reaction was to be flattered that she had chosen him and not a younger man. However, Boaz explained there was another kinsman or Goel more closely related than he and it was necessary to give this person the first option to fulfil the role of Redeemer. We are told that Boaz then met the man who in turn gave us consent in the customary way by taking off his sandal and giving it to Boaz, the equivalent of shaking hands on a deal. Ruth and Boaz were now free to marry. Prior to Leviticus chapter 25, the work of a goel is only associated with God. In Genesis 48 and verse 16, Jacob spoke of being redeemed from evil. God had promised to redeem his people Israel from bondage in Egypt. And Moses sang about how God loved the people he had redeemed. When people acted as kinsman redeemers for their family, they were reflecting the work of God to help the destitute and the helpless. The act of redemption by Boaz as a goel for Ruth is a picture of what God has done for mankind through Jesus. By acting as a redeemer for the family of Naomi and Ruth, Boaz is a type of Christ. It's no coincidence that the word goel or redeem appears 22 times in the book of Ruth, the same number of times that the word appears in Leviticus chapter 25. Boaz was one type of kinsman redeemer, but Jesus is our ultimate kinsman redeemer. At an incredible cost to himself, he paid the price to buy us back. He came to set the captives free and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, which Jesus referred to as the year of Jubilee, when slaves were set free and lost inheritances were restored to their families. Boaz is the first recorded redeemer, or Goel, to come from the town of Bethlehem. But there was a greater redeemer also born in Bethlehem, Jesus Christ, and he has become the redeemer of all mankind. He paid the price for us all on the cross and he has restored our inheritance of eternal life through his name. If you don't know Jesus as your saviour, then today you can still come like Ruth and rest at his feet. You can ask him to become your protector, your provider, your goel, your redeemer. He's simply waiting for you to ask to invite him into your life and Jesus will willingly become your kinsman redeemer too. God bless you and thank you for listening. In our next episode, we will be stepping through the books of Samuel.